Hey, y'all. Yeah, this is not Merit introducing us right now. Kevin out here, episode 43 for the Manly Musings. And we got producer Andrew in the building. Say what's up, Andrew. What's up? He says hello, as you can see, and you'll see him on the YouTube. Merit is enjoying a well-deserved trip to Aruba. So we let him know, hey, you do your thing. We're going to take it from here. And you'll just enjoy this episode whenever you come back. But yes, we're going to go ahead and start off talking the sports. It's why we're here. So we'll start off with some things. Oh, well, first off, before I go, Andrew, how's your day going? I know we talked about it before. It's been good. Oh, been good, been good. Been I'm good. excited yeah. to know your jersey at the end yes. of when we get to it. I'm I kind of got, it's a little bit of a switch. You're going to expect something and it's not going to be what you expect. Oh, okay. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. All right. So we're going to go ahead and start off with our weekly sports update as we always do. So first off, some really sad news, especially for any basketball fans in the world. Uh, 11 time great of the Boston Celtics. Mr. Bill Russell has passed away uh, this past week. Real, I'll be honest, I honestly had no idea this even happened until I went on my social media and there was just posts everywhere about him. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really sad. Um, I just really think about all the things that he did for basketball. If you think about, um, you know, the NBA Finals MVP is named after him since he has won 11 championships with the Celtics. Uh, Very if you impactful think of, career. Yeah, super impactful career. Uh, I want... Correct me if I'm wrong on this, Andrew. I believe first African-American coach for the NBA, if that's one of them. I believe I believe it might even be like first African-American coach of like any professional sports, but I yeah. could be wrong about that. I know it's NBA, though. Yeah, so it's, it's a tremendous loss for the community, well-loved by everyone who has ever met him. I know Merritt is a huge Celtics fan, so this was big for him. I know you're a Celtics fan, too, as well. Andrew, tell us your thoughts yeah. on this. I mean, it's um, it's it's always sad when you lose someone so great, especially someone who not only was amazing at basketball, arguably the greatest Celtic to ever play the game, but someone who like reached out past basketball, um, even when – the odds were stacked against them and to continue to be so supportive of basketball and people in basketball and anyone in general, it's just sad to lose someone that such a strong pillar, you know? Yeah. Um, I was scrolling through Instagram and there was a post. I want to say it was from about 10 or so years ago, maybe a little bit more than that. It was a photo of Kobe he was receiving the MVP award from Bill Russell on stage yeah. was Stuart Scott and David Stern and along who, and Kobe is holding Gianna in his arms. And it's just crazy how we, all of them have all passed on. And that's, that's a heck of a photo and means a hell of a lot more now with everything that has gone on. So, you know, RIP to the great Bill Russell, uh, family in our thoughts as well and we had another loss today that i see mr vin scully iconic former los angeles dodgers broadcaster 
passed away at the age of 94. I'm not going to lie. I've only know a, just a little bit about him, but yeah. can t- tell me about him, Andrew. He was, um, I believe, one of the longest, like, lasting baseball commentator announcers for, like, ever. Uh, he's He was mainly in Los Angeles. I think he, I want to say it was, like, high 60-level seasons he was doing it. Um, but he was, like, he's from the East Coast, so I want to say he'd done um, Boston a few times. He'd done the Yankees. He'd done the Mets. Um, and he ended up in L.A. for decades. So I know that the stadium put up a plaque for him. Um, I want to say it's out in left field. Um, so if we have any listeners from LA who are fans, if you see the plaque, um, it should be, I think it's a big circle with like his name and a logo. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I've been to the Dodgers stadium. I know they have something for Vince Gully yeah. in there just for how long he's been uh, a commentators. Yeah. There's uh, a long, long lasting member of MLB in general but especially for the Dodgers. Yeah, that's a that's a, it's a long time. So definitely not the way we wanted to start our week, um, but we're going to go ahead and move on to, so RIP to Vince Kelly, but we're going to go ahead and move on. Our next topic, the 76ers investigation. Gotta love Philly, you know, always, <laughs> always doing always always something. something. <laughs> you know, but I guess it is true. You know, it's always sunny in Philadelphia until – they investigate you. So, uh, Andrew, if you want to go ahead and describe to everybody what the situation is, I know it has part of it has to do with James Harden. If you want to go ahead and explain to the people what's going on with our the 76ers. It's uh, it's a tampering case, I believe. So um, it's a question of like, it's the same sort of thing that like this, I think this is further down on our list, but it's the same sort of thing that just happened with the dolphins where they believe that it wasn't, there was conversations with Harden and I want to say like PJ Tucker, not during a time period when discussions like this were allowed to be happening. So they were able to get like a jump up on everyone and like sign a bunch of people. And uh, a bunch of people remember probably that, Harden took a huge pay cut, which everyone expected him to take because that's just the type of player he is. But that sort of thing isn't allowed because it gives the 76ers an advantage. Like they know going into the offseason that they have more capital and they have the space to do things and they have players that will sign within that space, which limits other teams' abilities to make offers. So. Yeah. So it looks like it has to do with James Harden, PJ Tucker. The other player that uh, is in question is Daniel House. I'm not yeah. truly familiar with him, but yeah, you know, 76 is trying to break the rules out here, getting an advantage. Not supposed to be doing that. Uh, let me see if anything in the Sixers. Uh, I guess that I think it's part of it is because of the fact that, you know, they talked to him about, it sounds like um, they're talking about James Harden opting out of his deal for 47 million and because of James Harden they weren't able to sign PJ Tucker and Daniel House without him restructuring yeah. his contract which i believe is against nba rulings so yeah. we'll i don't know what's going to be the outcome of this we'll see what happens I can see. I don't know if it'll be a slap on the wrist or if they're going to do something drastic here if they need to. But I expect a fine. 
don't think what we'll do you think anything. like 50,000 70,000 yeah something that like to us seems like a lot but like it's going to be nothing really for them it's yeah I don't see it as a huge sort of thing I mean if we like keep seeing it then we'll probably have some sort of problem but knowing how like everyone knew even before this sort of thing happened that Harden was going to like cut on his money so to me it doesn't seem like a huge deal for the league but you never really know how they're going to take this sort of thing yeah because it's also sounds i'm reading this same article it looks like the knicks i know you we only have the sixers but the knicks were also hit with yeah, tampering with, with jalen brunson uh which yep. is extremely unfortunate which kind of you know i i understand the the anger on that because if you're already talking to guys about coming to another team you know where you know where how does that home team going to get any sort of advantage you know now yeah you are you're, you didn't even get to the point where you can talk to people and you're already finding out oh the Knicks third I'm, I'm already losing Jalen Brunson it's, it's hopeless and that and that yeah. sucks so I can and see yeah, the Knicks it's... getting a tremendous fine on this one too. Probably oh. a, a good good number with that. Yeah. It's um a lot of it has to do with who's talking to the players. Um, like with both of these examples, it seems like coaches or like high-level members of the organization are reaching out. But like we've seen like there are rumors that Kevin Durant was texting with um Draymond Green during the finals the year before he moved over there, which isn't considered tampering because it's like player on player contact, mm. but because it's these coaches and high level players, um, high level people in the organization that are getting involved, it becomes less of like, I'm trying to convince this guy to come play with me and more of, we want to pay you, but aren't allowed to talk about this right now. So. Mm, interesting. All right. Well, I can only expect, uh, like we discussed, another hefty fine for the Knicks. Now, if to move on for some baseball, we had a couple of big trades. If you're a big baseball fan, you know, this is a big deal. The Benintendi and Soto trades. I The only thing is, so starting on Soto, because I know of Juan Soto, we talked about him on the podcast when Leland was here as being, you know, one of the top MLB players in the league. Was he at the home run derby contest too? I believe so, but yeah, because I, I know I know he got eliminated early if he was in it. Yeah, that's where I remember us talking about him is Juan Soto. I'm familiar with him as I started my card collecting because I always hear his name come up for because his cards are very very pricey at the moment. But with with him getting traded to the Padres, in which they pretty much sent like six or seven players for him. Uh, it makes the, the Padres an instant contender with, I believe, Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong, because, again, as I wear this baseball jersey. I don't know too much about baseball other than the Yankees. So I believe you had on that Padres team is Fernando Tatis Jr. And then yep. Manny Machado. Yes. And so then that you add, team is, yeah. Um, that's loaded. Go the ahead. Main- yeah, the main so people that are best baseball fans out there more than I will be more knowledgeable about this. But um, also really quick, I think Juan Soto might have won the home run derby. Google is being complicated with me right now, but it looks like he won this year. 
So congratulations oh, to him. Shout out to Juan Soto. But um, the weird, the surprising thing about the Padres this year is they're in the same division as the Dodgers, who are ridiculous. Um, but the the Padres are uh, the Padres are playing at a disadvantage currently because I don't know if he's back yet, but Tatis Jr. was injured for a long time. He might still be injured. And they were still only 10-ish games behind the Dodgers. So to add Juan Soto, the main reason that the Nationals have their 30 wins is should be scary to all Dodger fans. So I'm very interested to see how this turns out because at the beginning of the year, everyone was very much expecting the Dodgers to like run up their division. But seems like the Padres might have an answer looking like I'm looking to give the Dodgers a run for their money, which is, yeah. I think they're trying to get that into the playoff race. The Padres, I'm not familiar with the record, but when I was listening on the radio, it looks like they're really trying to make a big push for the playoffs. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. And I'm not going to lie to you. When you put this on here, Andrew, I don't know who Ben attendee is. So I put, brother in. I put Ben attendee up. Uh, it's not like a super um, important trade or anything, but Benintendi is a was a big crowd favorite of Red Sox fans. Mm. And a few years ago, he got traded to, I want to say the Royals, and he played there for a while. And then now he's been traded to the Yankees. So it's sort of... Shout one out of to these, my Yankees, let's go. Yeah, it's as if your outfield needs to get any better. Um, <laughs> and now you've gotten one of my favorite players that used to play for the Red Sox. So... Um, that, that was more of a, hey, I'm on the podcast. I want to talk about how pissed I am that Benintendi is not only not on the Red Sox anymore, <laughs> but now he's on the Yankees. So, so yeah. well, luckily, I have this Yankees jersey on <laughs> today to celebrate that trade. Again, I got I will probably start watching baseball a little bit more since it's getting closer to be the fall. Yeah. So hopefully, October sorry for all my listeners that are like, yo, Kevin, why are you talking baseball if you don't know jack shit about baseball? Well, because it's our weekly sports update. That's what we're here for. Gotta talk about everything. Gotta talk about everything. Exactly. So next up, we have lined up. What do we got? Oh, yes. Uh, oh, our favorite, Deshaun Cosby. Yes, yes, yes. Shout out. The to... only reason I've ever had to bleep things off the podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sean Watson, uh, the verdict came in this week, and the NFL handed him a six weeks, six, six yeah. game suspension. Andrew, Which is can ridiculous. I get your thoughts? That's ridiculous. It's, I'm not okay. So, for legal reasons, we can't be like he did everything he did, but like we all know he did at least a lot of it to give him six weeks. I feel like it, like, and they, they gave, I forget who it, uh, Ridley maybe. The An Atlanta year. player met, yeah, he bet on two games from his couch because he, I want to say, like, tore his ACL or something. Like, he wasn't playing. Yeah. And they suspended him for a whole year, and then Deshaun does all the stuff Deshaun did and yeah. gets six weeks. Yeah, that I... Uh, ridiculous to me. I just, I, I really question the NFL. The integrity of the league yeah. is... 
at times in the past has been questionable and right now is seeming very questionable. Um, however, I did see at work today that um, Roger Goodell is showing personal interest in the verdict and he might appeal it, which means he could decrease the punishment, but they're expecting that he will increase the punishment. Mm. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone saw that besides Browns fans and was like, that's insane. I'm just shocked. Like, I honestly, minimum was thinking he's I was done a year, at le- minimum, at least for like, the year. I didn't think we'd sure. see him. I don't think if you look at the Browns contract with him, they didn't think he was going to play this year either. Yes. I want to say it's like he gets paid a hundred mil every year or something in this 230 yeah. mil guaranteed. And in like the first year, he only makes like 4 million or something. Yeah. I heard about it. It's like, it's like a hundred something million. Like he makes about a million the first year, but then it crazily then increases like crazy the next. every year after that. So yeah. I don't think they expected him to play it all this year. But the fact that he seems like he'll be back a third of the way through the season, I mean, good for the Browns, but. <laughs> yeah, I, again, the fact that he only received six, six games, six yeah. games. Just think about that. Especially with an 18-game season. Like, yeah. we've increased the season to 18 games, and now you're only going to give him six. That's not, that's a third of the season. <laughs> yeah, literally. A third of the season. And, I want to say, one sec. I don't remember when the Browns bye week was, but it seemed like it was rather close like, to that, isn't it? Yeah. Hold on. Let we gotta um, let's let's check that out. Browns. Bye week is week nine. So if oh, this if this punishment on. holds, he'll play for he won't play versus Carolina, New York, Jets, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, the Chargers or the Patriots, but he'll play against Baltimore, Cincinnati. He'll have a bye week, and then Miami, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Houston, Bengals, Baltimore, New Orleans, Commanders, and then Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. I just, I can't fathom it. I feel like now, Roger he only misses probably... one division game. Unreal. He misses Un- one game with the Steelers, but he plays all the other division games. <laughs> Only in the NFL <laughs> would something like yeah. this happen where you have all of these crazy allegations and with the verdict, they decide let's just suspend him for a third of the season. Yeah. Not a good look. Uh, no, definitely not, not a fan of that result. And we can, I can only see it maybe increasing. I hope it does. I hope something happens. Cause I just feel like, if if you're watching and you hear that he only got that with all the allegations that has happened, you're gonna look at like they're gonna do something. I I can't deal with the NFL, so yeah. I think to try to save face, they're gonna probably extend oh, his completely. thing. Just just guessing, but we shall truly see. And this must have been recent. I just I saw don't remember this. this. Like just saw this. I like it came out like an hour ago or two hours ago. Apparently, Go ahead and tell the people. Apparently, Marquise Brown has been arrested for criminal speeding. Um, and he was clocked in going 126 miles an hour. <laughs> so I don't know what that means for the Cardinals, but I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> I just want to know what 
in their right minds. <laughs> where is he going that he needs to go that fast? And uh, like, why? Like, why? Yeah, why? Why are you have to go that fast? 126 <laughs> miles. That's like you need to be racing NASCAR. That where, or like where someone's you giving go? birth in the back seat. Like, like that's you're what I'm going. saying. Yeah. I I just don't know <laughs> the reasoning of why these players continue to just live on the fast lane, quote unquote, yeah. and just do this. Like, do do did this we is not how learn? People, yeah. Do like do we, we not learn from what happened with Henry Ruggs <laughs> and yeah, his exactly. situation? Like, look how dangerous they that you exactly. can put somebody's life in danger. Oh, but yeah. I don't I don't know. I can fully expect that there's probably going to be a fine coming to him for, you know, oh, yeah. being, I, I'm forgetting the term, but detrimental to yeah team, something. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Andrew, if you find it somewhere, let me know. But I can definitely think he's going to be hit with a hefty fine. Maybe games. You think games? I don't know if they'll give him games, but I feel like probably a good 100,000. Yeah, they'll, I think they'll give him money if they give him games it'll be like he misses week one i don't yeah think especially because from what i read which was very brief and because it just happened not very like explanatory um it doesn't seem like anybody was hurt or anything so well thank god for that my goodness driving 126 miles an hour <laughs> six miles an hour on the 101 in arizona um at 7 a.m. Oh, my goodness. It's ridiculous. There was only a 65, too. <laughs> so it wasn't like he was in, like, a like a high-speed area. Goodness gracious. Not, was it on a highway? Uh, 101 in Arizona. Okay. All right. So. All right. So that's the weekly sports update. Now, uh, me and Andrew, we decide when we do this podcast, we're going to – dive into the nba and the nfl off seasons because they are running yeah. rapid right now so some things are happening yes off season so highlights so if we're thinking back highlights you have you have jalen brunson going ahead signing with the knicks yep. you have the big trade that san antonio pulled off in which yeah. they sent Dejounte murray to the hawks for danilo gallinari and i believe four first round picks i believe so that sounds right i can pull it up um Yes, I think that's uh, one of them. It was Hawks. Um, they so the Hawks get um, Jock Liddell and Dejounte Murray, okay. Lindell, and uh, the Spurs get Gallinari and two, uh, three first round picks and a pick swap. Okay, so they have the twenty twenty three first round pick via Charlotte. A 2025 first round pick and a 2027 first round pick and then there's a 2026 pick swap so i imagine it's a first round pick that they just like moved up okay um, so then you had also in july you had rudy gobert the Go jazz yep. sending him to the timberwolves in which the jazz sent they got back malik beasley patrick Bev. beverly Leonard Leandro Balmero, the 22nd overall pick, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and four different Three, picks. Uh, four first round picks and a pick swap. Yeah. Unreal. So, so literally everything. Literally everything. <laughs> Rudy Gobert, Anthony Edwards, and and Cat now. It's basically it. Yeah. So and then also 
So, and then am I missing anything else from the off season that I completely missed out on? Um, I don't Wendell think so. Moore I went to the Timberwolves um, from the Rockets. They got yep. picks. Um, Can't forget about your Celtics, Andrew. Yes, we got... the Celtics got Brogdon. Yep. Yes. And you sent smart, back. Start. Yeah. But, you... um, yeah. For um, Brogdon, it was um, Daniel Tice, yep. Smith, Millie yep. Fitz, Joan Morgan, and Stauskas. Most of those are bench players or second shift players. And then one 2023 first round pick, which honestly, as a Celtics fan, I think is an amazing trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I know at least for me and the people that I was watching the finals and the um, playoff run with every time Daniel Tice went on the floor, our defense was limited. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Neesmith was someone that I was like excited to see the possibilities with, but he re- didn't really develop as quickly as I expected. And the others are bench players that get put in when we're down 20 in the finals. Yeah. So <laughs> To me, it seems great because now we have a ball handling um, point guard who will actually pass the ball, which I'm excited about. And he can get you as uh, Joe Mack from our Must Squad podcast, who was on our podcast last week. He'll get you 20 and 10 easily. Easy, easy. He can get us 20 and 10 off the bench if they want him to put put them on the bench. I think the key for him is he needs to stay healthy. If he can get him healthy or even just like 78 78 to 80% of the games he's there, I think, you know, you guys made a move in the right direction. Another move yeah. I wanted to bring up, it wasn't during free agency. It was during draft, during the draft, Christian Wood from the Rockets going to the oh, Mavericks. Yes. That's a big, that it's a big, big trade. They traded yes. around five players for him. And that's big because let, I think the one thing we really realized in the playoffs is Luca needs help. He needs help. He needs help. Needs help. Luke is, um, you want to hear a statistic? Go ahead, um, do your thing. In the playoffs, when Luca drops 40, the Mavericks lose. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah, because he's the main point production on the team. And he's not dealing with a situation of like Russell Westbrook on the Thunder, where he can kick it out to guys who can shoot or pass it to Steven Adams who can dunk it. It's like, he's it. He's the guy. He's got... um. Um, which one uh the guy on the mavericks with Luca. there's like um jackson jr or something um, okay okay is it jaron jackson no no yeah jaron jackson yeah he's solid he's he's good um and they have christian wood now so mm-hmm. I see um I see this is good moves for the Mavericks. Yeah. They I, um yeah. Let me see what else we got here. Um so while while I'm looking, Andrew, we talked yes. about the highlights of these of this. Let's talk about real quick Celtics trading for Kevin Durant. Mm. I wanted yes. to know your thoughts. I heard Merritt's um, thoughts last week, so I'd yeah. love to hear your thoughts on the possibilities. So as a Celtics fan, Merritt and I agree on um, that this would have been a terrible trade. 
Um, however, when I was editing and listening back to last, or was it two weeks ago or last week? The recent podcast last week, last week yeah, where um, the trade was discussed. I feel like Merritt left a few important things out when discussing why the trade isn't good. Um, Hear that, Merritt? I, You're missing something. <laughs> I texted him. Don't worry. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> um, so if you're trading Kevin Durant for Jalen Brown, that is a lot simpler to gauge. It Talent-wise, Kevin Durant is leagues ahead of Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown still is in development and still can get much better, but he's not going to be Kevin Durant. The issue that I have with the trade is that it's not just Jalen Brown. It's Jalen Brown, Derek White, and a draft pick was what we offered. And they rejected the trade and tried to include Marcus Smart as well and more picks. So if we had made the trade, it would have been Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Derek White, and multiple first-round picks. Mm -hmm. So your first-round picks, this is kind of like a – crappy thing that you hear people that don't like trading say but those picks are all possible kevin durant's mm -hmm. and you're getting rid of your second you're like your duo of superstars you're getting rid of one of them you're getting rid of marcus smart who's a longtime team veteran on the celtics and you're getting rid of Derek white who is new to the team but after his trade the celtics were basically 500 at one point nope. and then oh andrew they ramped up there you go we good yes, yes we're good now yeah yeah am i freezing oh my you're frozen is not especially good here all right you're am good you're good now you're perfect no you're good now you're good now you're good on my end i'm good okay all right um all right, I think I'm good. Yes, you're good. So you're you're giving up possible great players in the future. You you're giving up a good a solid member of your two superstar like duo. You're, and you're giving up uh Derek White, who Derek White isn't a superstar, it's not even an all-star really, but he was able to fill the exact role on offense and defense that the team needed. The trade with him brought him in and when he's on the court, he makes smart better at both defense and offense. And he's an out guy who in the playoffs was hitting threes and driving lanes. So I'm not against getting Kevin Durant on the Celtics. I'm just saying for three starters or two starters and a bench player and multiple picks is ridiculous for a guy that has, I want to say three years left on his contract is going to cost almost 250 million and won't eat is likely to not even stay like what if he comes and we don't win a chip is he gonna stay in boston because then we just sold jalen who we we'll probably still have in three years if we can are able to continue to pay him and possible picks that we would have been able to draft so to me it seems like for the person you're drafting skill wise it's an okay trade but when you take into account Kevin Durant and his ability to lose faith in a system he's in and go somewhere else, 
it doesn't feel like it feels like you're sinking too much money into a player that could very easily in a very short amount of time say he doesn't want to be there anymore. Gotcha. Which I feel like I understand that people are going to be like, well, he's Kevin Durant. He's the greatest scoring player of all time. Yes. And feel free to think that I'm wrong and that the (laughs) the trade is a good trade and it would have made the Celtics better because it probably would have. But that's what I was watching last week and thinking should have been said. So. Okay. So I'm going to come back to you with the same kind of retort that uh, the other guys gave Merritt last week. So when you think about the chances of getting Kevin Durant, you would not take the chance. If there, if you, if you just did Marcus smart, Derek white, Jalen Brown, along with a couple picks, say, I don't know how many picks they originally offered. You wouldn't do that for Kevin Durant, even if with you could easily, because I said this on the that last week's podcast, those type of players that you're losing, the Marcus Smart defender, the, the Eric players. White, the role yeah. player, I think with the good scouting that the Celtics have, I yeah. feel like those players would be easily, yeah. easily replaced. Whereas there are roles that can be filled by other players. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the key is success is those two players. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like, go ahead, go ahead. No, you can go. Cause I, I, my thought process was, and I, and I mentioned it was those roles are, are replaced. Cause if you're looking at the Celtics draft history, they have so far for the last couple of years, they have a great track record of scouting some great talent that, fits their needs to be a good organization, a good team over the last couple of years. So why would you not trust that skill that you have? And essentially you realistically think about it, you're trading Kevin Durant and Jalen Brown for each other. And you get a better score in which would you not, unless there's some things you have a, a guy that you can give the ball to in Kevin Durant, and then you have to double on him to, in which opens up more room for Tatum. And then you have Malcolm Brogdon as that point guard that Marcus Smart was trying to be during the playoffs in a replacement for him. And you still have Peyton Pritchard, who is solid off the bench for you guys. So I'm kind of, so as a non-bias fan, I, I find it hard to believe that if you were to just add Marcus Smart, to have the chance to get Kevin Durant would be fairly seamless. But do you think that part of the reason, and I asked this to Merritt last week as well, is that do you guys feel that Kevin Durant wouldn't fit that, I guess, Celtic type of player mode? Yeah, I I think I like Kevin Durant, or I like watching Kevin Durant play basketball. Um, and I would love to watch Kevin Durant play basketball in a Celtics uniform. But I'm a much bigger fan of Spurs-type basketball, which is what the okay. Celtics are currently playing because Idoka comes from yeah. the Popovich tree. And mm-hmm. obviously, KD can play in that system because he played with the Warriors. Yep. I like having players on my team that I'm rooting, that I'm like like voting for and such that... I can trust are 
there like emotionally like they're locked in they're a member of the team and they're able to perform together to me whenever i watch kevin durant play it feels very kevin durant's on the court now we're playing kevin durant basketball and one could say that both jalen brown and jason tatum are very iso players which is true but to me trading jalen brown who's someone that we drafted and have been building up with jason tatum for someone who's going to fundamentally change how we have to play basketball and it, okay so i'm gonna be honest a big reason that i don't want this trade is because i don't like kevin durant because of the things like leaving okc leaving the warriors and building a super team with kyrie irving who also left the celtics i don't want to trade for a superstar sell away like a bunch of players that i like to only get two years. We already did this. We had Kyrie Irving. We were great with Kyrie Irving. I thought Kyrie Irving on the Celtics, that Celtics team was gonna win at least one chip, at least. Even without him, we were dangerous. And then we got him and then he left. And it's just sort of like, why am I, why should I endorse selling like all of my role players that I like and future picks and one of my superstars to get a guy who I'm going to pay hundreds of millions of dollars who probably won't stay because the last three teams he's been on, he's split the second he got the opportunity. The truth comes out at the end. That's I love that's it. Hey, it. I appreciate the honesty. That's good though. That's good though. I, but I, yeah. I think personally that that's a great reason not to want to play. Okay. It's the no, same I reason I don't want is... LeBron James. And I know a lot of Celtics fans are going to be like, I don't want LeBron James because he beats the Celtics every year. Exactly. But LeBron James also moves to teams that are good for him. A lot of superstars do it. I would rather yeah. keep the superstars we have that we've drafted. And Jalen Brown said like a week ago that he'd like to stay in Boston. Yeah. So if we have superstars who want to stay in our city, why are we drafting or chaff or trading for players that we know don't. So to combat that, I just feel, and I and Leland mentioned this on last week's podcast, because I'd love to know your thoughts. So then when are we going to stop mentioning Jalen Brown and all these damn trade rumors? I feel like it's every year where it's like, oh, Jalen Brown, that looks like they might trade for him. So I just feel like you, you said it as a Celtics fan, Merritt said it. What then? Why do we keep offering him up like this? He should, you guys should just say, Hey, Jalen Brown, he wants to be a Celtic. He's a Celtic. He's off limits. As a fan, I would love for the Celtics organization to say that to like going into every trade agreement, just be like Tatum Brown off limits, like not happening. However, we're in a position where, as I want to say, um, Leland brought it up last week, or maybe um, Joe did. Jalen Brown isn't the guy in Boston. Yeah. As much as I would love to say that the Celtics are like a two-pronged leadership, like it's Tatum and Brown together. No, it's Tatum and Brown. Yeah. And so he's stuck in this terrible situation that a lot of players end up getting stuck in where he's just not as good, like just not as good. And he's just not as good for marketing. 
So the city loves to pump Jason Tatum up because he's the guy that gets big dunks. He's the guy that catches lobs. He's the guy that does all the big dribble moves and he does the sidestep pump fake three shot that like everybody knows. He loves Kobe. He's, he's he loves Kobe. He loves Kobe. He's like, you know, yeah, he loves Kobe. He's a blue Duke, blue devil, blue blood. So, you know, he's got all of those. He's got all, he's got the TV marks. Jalen Brown is the guy that's like working in the post, in the lane, like trying to get the points. He's scrapping. Like, I forget who said it when you guys were talking about it, but somebody said like Tatum will drop you 20 points. Jalen will drop you 20 points, but it's a hard 20 points. He earns each of his points. So I think he runs into the situation of when you go into trade or trade discussions, the team. So like, say you're coming to the Celtics to try to get the, to try to get someone or give them someone. When they're discussing before the meeting, they say, oh, who, well, who are we trying to get? Well, they say, well, we could try to get Tatum. And they're like, they're not going to give us Tatum. Well, we may as well try to get Brown. And Brown is an asset. Almost any team in the league could utilize a player like Brown. So being able to give Brown to almost any team in the league for almost any player means that he's going to show up in a lot of trade rumors. Although I'm against trading him. That's just the nature of who he is and his situation. As much as I would love him to just stay in Boston. Nice debate there, Mr. Andrew. I like it. All right. So we spent very, very long on that topic, a lot longer than I expected. Mm. So you can skip if you want. No, no. We're going to go through it. Best move of the offseason that you think so far? Um. I think it's the Timberwolves. Although they sold like everything away to get Gobert, Gobert is a great center. Um, although I think he's overhyped a little bit. Signing him will allow Cat to play like a power forward. And it allows him to not have to face up against the biggest guy on the court every time, which I think is a really really dangerous combination when you have both of them these like huge guys on the court you're gonna have to play big basketball against them and then you have the speed with d'angelo russell and anthony edwards who are going to be able to get by you and either dish it off to one of the big guys or take shots or anthony edwards can freaking dunk from the free throw line so like (laughs) it doesn't matter there but i think i think that was a really slept on trade i think a lot of people thought that they gave him too much but i think it's not really rudy gobert that they traded for it's what rudy gobert allows the rest of their roster to do okay okay so i'm like looking at different other types of moves one move that i don't know if you knew about this andrew danilo gallinari signing with the Celtics? Oh. Yeah. Know. He signed with the Celtics on a two-year deal. Because after I guess after he got traded, they let him go. That was oh, one did. that I did not know about. Did you? No, I did not. Yeah. So that's pretty that's pretty fun. Um looking at That'll some be... other yeah, that, I think that's I believe I heard about this, but didn't realize that this was who they were talking about. I didn't realize that it was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. This happened on July 12th. Veteran Ford adds more shooting to an already versatile front court. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for you to have Gallinari, 
in uh, that, that's pretty, pretty amazing. But yeah. um, to go back, best, best, uh, we're talking trades. I'd love your Celtics trade of Brogdon from the Pacers. Oh, it it yeah. gets the Celtics needed a true point guard. They got him now. Uh, and I just, I think that's just a big time move that they needed to do. And who they gave away is it was no chump change. Completely, so, completely worth it. Yeah. That, that was a great example of like trading things that are equal to the sum of their parts. Like we get Brogdon and we get rid of a bunch of players that aren't necessarily bad, but do eat up a lot of our money. Yeah, and for sure. aren't worth what they're costing. Yeah. And we see a lot of people that are still left. I see, I guess, Montrez Morrell, Carmelo Anthony, Demarcus Cousins, Lamarcus Aldridge, Dennis Schrouder, Dwight Howard are still probably your big names that are still on the market. Why they aren't signed is probably my biggest question that we're in August. If you have any insights, Andrew. I would say Melo and Boogie Aldridge and Howard are probably age questions because Carmelo was um, Carmelo and Howard were both on the Lakers earlier this year, like at the beginning of the season. And at times I remember Melo was doing really good, but I think their age, yeah, he was on my... that, that team would have been great. Like five years ago. Yeah. But he was on my, because... uh, my fantasy team, Carmelo. Yeah. And I just, he was getting me points, but it's like, he would get you points for like, four to five straight games and then he's like oh man i'm tired and it just goes oh like yeah one for nine yeah so i i think what it's gonna be is i think these guys are probably just gonna wait out to see how the rest of the offseason pans out i feel like if they want to play teams will give them a shot like someone like i feel like yeah. dennis Schroeder should definitely get a shot by someone um yeah. he he's i like Schroeder. Um, mm-hmm. And I liked him on the Celtics. I just didn't think he fit our system very well. Um, I think he's a player that deserves a shot at playing, but he's going to have to find the team that like needs him. Yeah. He's not going to be able to walk on to many. Like I'm pretty sure Montrezl Harrell, Boogie, Carmelo, probably Aldridge and Dwight Howard could walk to most teams and get a shot. But if Schroeder wants to like play, he should go to someone who like needs his role. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We shall wait and see what happens with them. All right. NFL off season. We've had a very, very lots eventful. to talk about with an eventful <laughs> off season. I mean, I don't even know if I can even remember all of the different moves. Let's start. Devonte Adams is now a Raider playing yep. with his college buddy and Derek Carr. Tyreek Hill. He claims it's a Hall of Famer. Wow. Okay. Shout out to him. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you have Tyreek Hill leaving the Chiefs, getting traded yeah. to the Miami Dolphins, in which he's now, according to him, playing with the most accurate quarterback he's ever played with. I don't know how much I can buy that until I see it in real life. But I'm interested that was to see huge. that team because that team also, the Dolphins also acquired Raheem Mostert over the um the oh break. my goodness and he so, if he comes back healthy that's a big deal Mozart and Tyreek with Waddle I'm pretty sure makes the fastest trio of players on a single team in the league 
And the yards after catch on that team are going to be crazy because I'm expecting them to try deep balls for the first like week or two of the season and realize that Tua can't really throw the ball farther than 35 yards and then just run slant routes and stops and hitches and just get them like four or five yards off the line, give them the ball and let them run. Yeah. They're going to be all Samuel type stuff out of them. And it's going to be crazy. They're going to be a lot of fun. Um, Man, I'm trying to think of who else am I missing. I know there were some main ones. I feel like I'm missing a um, bunch more. Go ahead, fill me in. Your Steeler, um, Juju. Yes, he's he now a Chief. To the Chiefs. Uh, Jameson Crowder went from the Jets to the Bills. Von Miller went to the Bills. Um, Shout out to your Bills. Yeah, my Bills are they're killing it right now. Um, there was another one. Uh, oh. Russ to um, to Denver. Denver, yep. Um, and the Chargers boosted their defense a lot. They got J.C. Jackson, I think. Yep. Yeah, yeah I think um, he was, like, the most notable. Free he was agent. one of the best. Um, yeah, one of the best free – I want to say he's a free safety. He could be a cornerback, though. He's in the secondary. He was one of the best secondary defenders last year. Um, Shout out to your Bills real quick because you guys signed my guy Tavon Austin to a deal. So yeah. I'm very excited. <laughs> so hopefully he can make the roster because I me I mean I love I love me some Tavon. I'm trying yeah. to think of some other one. Oh, I know the Dolphins, they signed Teddy Bridgewater yep. as well. Uh, um Matt Ryan went to the Colts. Um yeah. and, then, Carson, and then Carson Wentz the to the Guardians. Commanders. Oh, commanders. Like... <laughs> I can't keep up with <laughs> all these. He started playing names. baseball recently. <laughs> um Apparently, O.J. Howard also went to the Bills. I was, I think I knew that. I'm not entirely sure. Um, it's not A.J. Green. Um, who went to the Eagles? A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Yeah, A.J. Brown. That one. That one. That just, was um, I trade. That was draft it. night. I yeah, could not I was believe that, that happened because I was like, "Wow, Ryan Tannehill is going to be so screwed." Oh, he's he's done. Julio went to Tampa Bay too. So who is he throwing to? He's they're gonna have to find somebody off the street. <laughs> Derrick Henry's gotta be <laughs> running some routes out there. Like, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to let's was, see. Uh Baker Mayfield of, is in Baker Mayfield yep. is now Carolina. a Panther. He Sean should Watson start, is a Brown. Think. You think yep. so? I think he should start. Um, I mean, Sam Darnold proved to be a bust last year um okay. i actually have a funny story there was a kid in my fantasy league who traded josh allen for sam darnold no right when he got traded yeah because um i want to say like the first few weeks of fantasy josh allen's score was like lower than like it had ever been and everyone expected sam to be like super good in carolina and oh my goodness <laughs> didn't work out at all that is horrible Okay, yeah. Tyson, uh, Texans. I'm looking at the like I'm like, going through NFLs. Like, oh, here are all the moves from this year, and the Texans. They just signed a bunch of people off the street that I don't even know. Oh, uh, the I the need, main name, Marlon Mack, Marlon Mack. Okay. Uh, Nick, uh, Khalil can we Mack talk about? Oh yeah, Khalil Mack is on the, the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah, he was another one. Um, Marlon. And I Mack. also see Nick Foles went to the Colts too. Oh, Sorry, signed a two year cool. deal. That's it's gonna be another quarterback battle. Okay. Um, 
I'd be surprised if Matt Ryan doesn't start, but me too. If Nick Foles starts working. Yeah. Um, um, what do we got next? So fall camp has started. We've had some different injuries. I know. Yeah, they- um, there was a Colts. Oh no, not Colts. Cowboys. Um, who was that? Um, lineman, that was right? Uh, wide receiver today, I think. Um, broke his foot. Um, was it? Uh, James Washington. Oh, yes. He's yeah. down. Yeah, they carted him right off. Um, there's a guy from the Bills, Poyer, I believe. Um, I want to say dislocated his knee. But they'll ex- they expect him back by week one. Uh, I want to say Washington will miss games, but not many. Okay. But I think that their division got a lot better. And if I don't at the about right after the end of last season, I thought that they were going to win their division again. But now that AJ Brown is on the Eagles and they traded um, Amari Cooper. Where did he end up going? Oh, it was somewhere stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Browns. Is it the Browns? Deshaun, yeah, Deshaun's gonna be throwing yeah. them. Um, well, if well if he plays, you know. Yeah, if yeah if if he's if he is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's. Lots um, with this one. So let's move on. We talked about all the movement already. Let's go look. What position are we looking forward to to watch? So for me, I know for me, I'm looking forward to that Steelers quarterback battle with yeah. Trubisky and, and Kenny Pickett. Pickett. I Because I, I think Trubisky going to win out the battle in the beginning. And if mm-hmm. he's playing like shit, I think they'll whip Rip them out yeah. to put in the the hometown boy, as they say. Um, that's fair. Um, I, 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 that's definitely one I'm looking forward to as a Steelers fan. Um, what about what about you, Andrew? I'm interested to see who ends up quarterbacking Atlanta. Oh, because I want to say they have like three quarterbacks that are like all people that weren't especially good where they have been Mm -hmm. but are all around the same skill level so i'm interested to see um where that goes because they're yeah i think marcus mariota desmond Ryder, and that's it that's the two and then they have their backup um guy who i forget who he is but he's not they don't think he's gonna start um but I'm interested to see what happens there because I didn't expect them to trade Matt Ryan. So I don't know yeah. what they're going to do. Um, but I think you're right that I think Trubisky will win the start early in the year. Um, I think a lot of people don't take into account Trubisky's situation when he was a starting quarterback um, and how he wasn't good. But they did make the playoffs yeah. <laughs> with Matt Nagy as head coach and Trubisky as head as quarterback. 
So if you can bring Nagy's Bears to the playoffs, you might be able to do something with the Steelers. Especially when I think about who he played with on those Bears teams. Yeah. You're and, talking. Yeah, no, yeah, you keep going. And you're, and you're talking, all he was throwing to was what? Allen Robinson and then a bunch <laughs> of people letting people off like that just graduated college run the yeah. ball for him and getting protected by pretty much in a high school offensive lineman like yeah. huge. And then he's been playing on the I want to say he was backup quarterback in the Bills for one year um and I think a lot of people don't take into account how much practice he got with Josh Allen, who not only is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, but with also with the Bills quarterback coach, who, if you look at the statistics, Josh Allen's quarterback rating has gone up this more than 15 points every year, except mm. last year where it only went up five. So to play well in a terrible system and then be a backup quarterback so you don't have the stress of starting every week, but to get to practice with one of the top quarterbacks in the league and to practice with some of the best coaches or quarterbacks in the league and to even get reps in game because he was, he was in a lot as someone who was watching a lot of Bills games, he played a lot of reps. So I would not be surprised if we see Trubisky come out and blow a lot of people away. I hope so. And again, he is Trubisky. So if Kenny's starting by week six, I wouldn't be super surprised either. Yeah. We shall see. I'm excited. Football is coming back and it's, you know, it's going to be a good time. So we, I know you put down, we got a brief MLB update post all-star break. What do you got for us, Andrew? Um, The AL East is crazy. The Mm -hmm. NL West is crazy. And um the guardians have the best closing pitcher in the league yes yes that's, that's a great um, i would a great say update. that would be the brief update okay i'm all about that i love it all right so you left me in suspense andrew what jersey are we wearing i want to say stefan diggs but i feel like you're telling me it's somebody else that's what you think it is um stefan diggs does wear number 14 on the bills but Okay. He wasn't the first number 14 on the Bills. Okay. And I've been a Bills fan since I was in elementary school. All so right. I got to throw it to my boy, Sammy Watkins. Ah, yes. That's a great throwback. Yeah, right? Very nice. Very I nice. So. I like yeah. this one. Oh, that's good. Because you know what? I'm a, I'm a person that has a bunch of guys that don't play on their teams anymore. Because one, I usually get them because they're cheaper. And two... Yeah. Why not? You know, I have a bunch I'm of random, it. like I've got John Brown, Bill Jersey. I've got there Zay go. Jones, Bill's Jersey. I've oh, got that's a nice one. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, Bill's Jersey. Shout out to I've LaShawn. got this one. And I think I have like the only active player on the bills right now that I have, I think is um, Josh. So, Hey, that's okay. Cause I, that's I have, bad. I have a, 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 now a Juju Smith Schuster Jersey. That's just now going to sit in this closet. Nice. I do have – so now I got to figure out another jersey to wear but for my Steelers yeah. game. I'm like, I'm not going to wear Juju. And I have an Antonio Brown that I'm like, I'm not going to wear that one because, <laughs> you know, it's just not going to work. Uh. The one thing I do wish I had, I wish I had a Ben Roethlisberger jersey because now that he's retired, mm. it's going to be harder to get one of his jerseys. Yeah. 
but I mean, you, you could do like the custom thing and like put in the stuff. Very true. Very true. That's very smart. Very smart. All right. So my jersey is Yankees jersey. Uh, it's Derek Jeter. Um, as you can see right here, I know you're shaking your head. You're shaking your head. But this is uh, I have this jersey when he went into the Hall of Fame. So this okay. is a Cooperstown patch 2020 nice. that they made for him. Uh, just, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. Andrew was trying to figure out what to wear. This was the first jersey I saw, so I put it on. Fair enough. I yes. like Derek Jeter. However, I would I'm just gonna get this in because I'm a because I'm a Red Sox guy. He might be the most overrated player in the history of baseball. Wow. You that are might, the second that... person to say that. Really? On on Leland's pod uh, individual podcast two weeks ago, he said, I'm gonna about to give you guys a hot take. And he said the same thing. If Derek Jeter wasn't on the Yankees, he would, would be know at best would as not an know average. He exists. Yep. Hey, that's a that's a very I, strong statement. I'm I'm not a Yankees guy. I'm not one of the Red Sox fans that are like all the Yankees players are the worst. I hate them all. I think he seems like a great guy, and he was a very solid player, but he wasn't great at the plate and he wasn't the best fielder so okay he was flashy and he did that jump spin thing which is cool but like i don't know to me i've looked at stats and stuff for him and i watched a documentary about him but he just he seems like he's the situation guy you know like he's 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 in he's in new york city so he's gonna make the best of it and he really did so yeah Respect True. to him for that, but he might be the most overrated player in baseball for me. Hell of a take. Hell of a take. All right. Did we get any new cards this week? So some new cards. So I wanted to share this on the wrestling podcast. So a couple of ones that I had, but they, they just wouldn't let me share it because Merritt and then had to talk about the Celtics for the first half hour of the podcast. And I knew that was going to happen because I know Cyrus is a big basketball guy. Joe Mack is a, a debater on his podcast and Leland was just going to go with it. And I just went with it too. Yeah. So a couple <laughs> ones that I have, I got my one of the undertaker. Nice. I was going to ask an undertaker trivia question, but I thought it was way too obvious. So <laughs> I found the new one. I have a couple of uh, people that I drafted. So toxic attraction. I have Alexa bliss, who is like a wrestler. And then I want to, I have a player that I have. I wanted to show, let's see, let's see if I can find it. I'm looking at all my damn cards. I have so many of these. Eventually, I'll have to, like, sell some of them. Oh, I got this Stefan Marbury jersey. So, Stefan Marbury, PSA 9 out of 2 from 96, upper deck. I think I showed this on the podcast as well. I don't remember. I have a Michael Jordan with a certified... 1997-98 game-worn shooting shirt. Nice. Which is pretty cool. And your your brother-in-law asked me for a request. So if he's listening oh, yes. to this, he's looking for a Bill Russell. May uh, or yeah. may not be possibly on the way, hint, hint. But I will fill you guys in on a future podcast or maybe nice. when we do it live. But my last thing I want to show is... So I go on this uh, this Instagram page. They're a store that I usually get my cards from. Shout out to Santiago Sports over in Matawan, New Jersey. 
So they had a like a streak of their like selling wrestling cards. And then he told me they put out this pack of a couple. They came out when we were younger. This according to this, this is from 2001 Fleer. And it's of the divas. So oh. it's just one, two, and it's all of them, just like half naked or as so. So like <laughs> I literally couldn't believe that this was a set. And he was like, there he he bought this for like $30. And then he's like, first one to get it, I'm gonna give you give it to you for 20 bucks. And I go, oh, shit. let me get right. it. And then so I, put, I so I put on the page, I'll, I'll take them, and then I won them. So I was like, the fact that I have all these diva cards, <laughs> one, why did I not know about this when I was also 11? <laughs> and two, shout out to them making cards of half naked yeah. women, like to each their own, sure. right? Fair enough. All right. So that's so that's all I have, but. It's a very important business we got to talk here, Andrew. The time is, it's ticking down. We are one, two, three, four weeks away from your inevitable pit trip to the Backyard Brawl. My first ever Backyard Brawl. Your first first ever Backyard Brawl. Merit's first ever. So, have we been in preparation of getting ready. What have we been doing? How do we have any dub V gear? Cause I will say right now, if we got to get you some, uh, as you, as a thank you for helping us get from our podcast, I, I want to get something for you. So to make sure you're in. So what, what, ha- what have we been doing? I don't have any dub V gear. Okay. Um, so we're going to fix that, but I have been, okay. So probably the most embarrassing thing about my like sports knowledge because i feel okay. like i'm pretty up to date and knowledgeable about things i don't really know how college football works okay so i've been trying to read like how the conferences work and the difference in the rules and because okay. i know that like i guess this is the most recent thing i learned that if you fall down in a college football game you can't get back up yes it's not like nfl so, where if you fall yeah you can get back on your feet and keep running the minute your knee hits the ground, you are you're down. down. It's, that's yes. it. I've also learned that people that are into college football are really into college football. And a yes. lot of people think it's better than NFL football. So, so as, a, as a person who likes NFL football and college football, for me, and this is a personal take on my end, I think college football is more entertaining then NFL, one, because for the college players, I think it means a little bit more. That's They fair. take it a little bit more seriously because if you think about an NFL player and a college player, NFL, you'll be there from year one to maybe year 12 because yeah, yeah. you're making money. Whereas the college player, they only have maybe five years to yeah. possibly win something. Also- learned what red shirts are i didn't know what that was oh okay yeah which is kind of weird like i was surprised about that i was like you can defer to play and like not and then yeah keep playing like okay they've had Um, all different types of rule changes so for example those red shirt rules they made it a thing where your freshman can play four mm -hmm. games and then they can still use their red shirt and they won't count for the year yeah 
they saw a lot cool. of teams do that for like their young players so they can get a couple like experience of yeah. live snaps against other players in their own so like yeah. they'll do like maybe like that blowout win it like when they're winning like 50 to nothing yeah, throw like a couple freshmen in a year and then a couple at the end of the year just in case if they got they'll save them for a couple at the end of the year just in case if they have any injuries so yeah it's great yeah um merit told me that i would be very drunk when i was at the game so i've been practicing that okay um but i feel like that's a normal college level person activity yes um yeah, so I've just been, you know, reading up on college football, college conferences. Um, it's good. I was looking at WVU stuff just that way when we, because I know they wear similar colors, but not the same. Um, so for all the listeners that like haven't heard any podcast that I'm on yet, I'm in college, but don't go to any like big sports college. Mm-hmm. So I don't have an affinity for like, what teams are what teams like if you go to clemson like you know all the teams in your division like my school plays in yeah. what's called new mac which is new england women's and men's sports something we play like <laughs> Maine, like <laughs> that and unh so i don't know a ton of about college stuff so i've been mostly focusing on figuring that out and so far it's going well and i'm very excited and i know that w wears a deeper blue it's more yes. like a navy, navy blue, a, a gold, and yes, gold. Pitt wears like a royal blue and like a mustard yellow, which is gross, and I'm not a fan. Yeah, it um, sucks. It sucks. That's yeah. why we hate their them logo. Also, not good. It's just the name. Like, <laughs> yeah, it sucks. That's so it dumb. Sucks. Another, another <laughs> what? So, another um, reason why they suck. Yeah, and we hate um, them. Merritt did send me the uniforms and stuff that they were wearing for the backyard brawl, and they look pretty sick. So I'm excited for that. Uh, it's it makes also me cool sad that they're not they're not selling those. It makes me really yeah. sad that they're not selling because I, I feel like they one. can make so they're, much money. They can make so much money. Um, the it's cool to me though that like college football can just like the school can just be like, oh yeah, we're gonna wear this uniform this game, and the NFL has to be like, maybe we'll let you wear a second helmet. Like, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> but true. those have been sick. I don't know if you've been paying attention to those at all, but those yes. have been cool. Yeah, absolutely. So that's. Those are my backyard brawl preparations. Amazing. So if anything, a couple things that I will teach you now. So okay. if you're wondering during kickoff, you're going to notice a lot of our fans are grabbing their keys and shaking them. So okay. it means we're there. They we're about to start to drive. So oh, every okay. time when they're about yeah. to do the keys, if you see everybody's keys shaking, it's because they're about to start to drive. Um, so you'll notice our fan base, will they'll be saying eat something pit a lot at this game but you'll notice whenever we have the ball and we have a first down you're gonna have hear them say oh and they have their hands in the air and then when they say on the loudspeaker first down west virginia you're gonna see everybody go wvu clap and point first down Okay. So that's something you're going to need to remember. I'm glad I know these things in advance. Yes. So very, very important. And then if we score a touchdown, but I don't know where we'll be sitting, if we'll be sitting, but if we're sitting in a section where there's a bunch of us Dub V fans and there is a female fan around, normal tradition is the guys will like pick her up and they will 
throw her in the air for the amount of points they just scored. So if they just scored seven, <laughs> we throw her up seven. If we scored another touchdown, that's 14. So you got to throw her up 14 wow. times. So That's dedication. Yes. So depending on where the soberness level is, hopefully we're not <laughs> hopefully throwing anybody gets else. Yeah. Or hopefully, because I feel like Merritt's going to try and sucker you to get being thrown in the air. So I don't want to be thrown. Don't, especially no, we if won't. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure <laughs> I'm going to make sure you're going to get thrown. We're going to throw somebody else in the air. All right. But All right. yeah, we can throw so those are we're going to need like 100 fucking people. We'll need Merit. the whole section and we'll just yeah. throw Merit. Yeah. Around the whole section. <laughs> yeah. But those are some main things. I'm excited that you're coming. I have been I'm hyped. I'm so hyped for this trip. So just to give you a little insight on my life. So I'm going to be working. So I'm off tomorrow. I'm working a possible 11 day stretch of both of my jobs. I'm off, then start another 11 day stretch off again because I'm going to go see the Jets Giants preseason game. Oh, I nice. worked. I work a couple days and then then I see you guys. Nice. So my treat for myself is getting to go out to this game, live the good life. I'm hyped for it, and we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna have a yeah. good time. Yes, um, I'm in a similar situation. We talked about it um, briefly before, but I'm going to I go away for like four days up to see my dad. Um, and then nice. I come back and I basically work like two, three weeks straight. Like I'm just going to work like every day, basically, until I move to school and then I move out and I'm at school for like four days. And then Amazing. I drive down to Long Island at like midnight where I sleep on Merritt's couch and then we get up at like 6 a.m. and pick you up. Yeah, I'm hyped. So, I'm yeah. literally, uh, I'm totally all about it. All righty. So what's it called? Trivia? Is that all I'm so excited for trivia. And also, Andrew, well, let me tell you, give me trivia now. So I'm ready. I went up, I'm closing. My screen is down, so I don't see anything. All right. So you can unleash it. Which, which? Three races must a horse and rider win to be to earn the triple crown. Okay. Kentucky Derby. Yep. Something else in the Belmont Stakes. They have to win the Kentucky Derby. Okay. The Belmont Stakes. Uh huh. And I'm gonna give you one more shot. Okay. Oh my god, this is really good. Belmont Stakes. Oh god. This is norm this is normally the one that nobody really gives a shit about. Yeah, yeah it is. Oh <laughs> god. Everyone cares about the Kentucky Derby and a lot of people watch the Belmont Stakes, but this one I have no idea. Preakness Stakes. Preakness. Okay. Yep. So yes. I tried to go out of the box a little bit because you guys do a lot of like um global sports and uh you've done wrestling ones and you've done nfl ones and you've done basketball ones so i tried to go like a sport that like people should know about but like no yeah. one really like pays a lot of attention to so i like that that was good that was good andrew if anything yeah. i would love for you to keep for the next time when we have you back on here when we have like our 50th i would love yes. another trivia episode 
of course i was i was thinking for the 50th we'd get a bunch of guests yes and just do podcast trivia yes 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 absolutely i'm in i'm in sounds good to me all right so is it my turn for the outro i believe it's time for you to roll us out Oh, my God. All right. Well, hopefully I didn't keep you too long because I know you got some plans. Hopefully nobody's mad at you. All right. But first off, Andrew, thank you for joining me on this podcast. So I wouldn't have to be like married and do this alone. Uh, So first off, if they'd like to follow you, where can they follow you? I wanted to say it's your Instagram. I'm on Instagram at um, amelville56. Amazing. Um, That's about it. I mean, I have cool. a Twitter, but I don't post anything and I don't open the app. So if you okay. find me, good for you. If not, yeah. I didn't know. Love so. it. So a couple of things. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, we are available on all of your streaming platforms. It is, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. I think those are we're the main Pandora. ones. We're on Pandora. Let's, Which we're out crazy here. crazy because I didn't know they did podcasts. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> So if you hear us on there, let us know. Um, follow us at our Instagram at the Manly Musings Pod. Watch our videos on our YouTube at the Manly Musings Podcast. We have a Twitter, which I think Merit recently changed the name. I believe it is the Manly Musings Podcast now or something like that. But I'm going to start getting some more activity on there because Merit said he can't do anything and he wants me to do it. So no worries. I'm going to cover that. So like I said, follow the Instagram at the Mainly Musings Pod. I would love if you guys could give us a review. Let us know how we yeah. are. We have a couple of them. We're always trying to be better. Yes, always trying to be better. If you think our podcast sucks, hell, let us know. <laughs> We're totally looking for feedback. Take all criticism. Yes, take all criticisms. And you can follow me on my Instagram at kquava624. You can follow Merit at his Instagram at m underscore, Merit underscore p. And yeah, that's really all I have. Like I've been saying, take care, spike your hair. And yes, y'all, good night. We'll see you next week. Peace.